can you clip the part where CP said, I think he's right? Because I just want to like. Well, hey, it's it's a new era with the loop. Welcome to the loop. I'm Alex Myers. And as always, I will be joined by Stephen Hennessy and Christopher Powers. Uh, Of course, we are very excited about a rebranding. You may know us previously from the Be Right podcast, and and honestly, we're not going to change too much. So we're very excited, though, to get this started as The Loop. Uh, Listen to our our preview pod if you want to get a little better gist of it. Uh, Our boy Chris Powers did a nice job with that. And uh, we're off to a hot start this week. Got to be honest. We have a fantastic guest, CeCe Sabathia. Former Yankee legend, of course. We talk a lot about his golf game now. We talk a lot about the current Yankees. We talk about some, you know, of his memories uh, playing. And, of course, we're all big Yankees fans. So that was quite a treat for us. Uh, So, anyway, we're excited to welcome you here. I hope we have a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, let's get going. And, first of all, we got to start with Tom Kim. Because what an epic performance by this dude at the Wyndham Championship 20 years old, um, just an absolute stud, guys. And, and of course, the main headlines from this guy's performance was the fact that he quadruple bogeyed the first hole on Thursday, made an eight, a snowman, and he comes back and wins by five shots. He could have quadruple bogeyed the last hole and still won. So I got to ask you guys, A, your first, your, not a first impressions, but your impressions of young Tom Kim. He's my new favorite golfer, by the way, number one. Sorry, Xander Schauffele, you're, you're out. Tom Kim is in. Uh, your your thoughts on Tom Kim and uh, his incredible, I guess, perseverance, his great Tom Kim. Yeah, you're not alone with him being your new favorite golfer, yeah. Myers. I feel like he's like the new favorite son of golf Twitter. He's the guy, uh, yeah. Especially everyone that CP and I follow, like all of our gambling buddies, they saw him over on the Euro Tour, were betting him there, and they've been kind of waiting for this coronation, so... It happened. I'm pissed I didn't win money on it, but pumped for him. Um, guy's a legend, and his name's Thomas the Tank Engine. My favorite show growing up, Thomas the Tank Engine. I could still tell you all the names of the trains, Gordon, Edward, yeah. like the Thomas the Tank Engine uh, to, to win on the PGA Tour is yeah. sick. Dude, that's Go amazing. I want to jump in there because you are young enough to actually have watched it. That's amazing. I oh, yeah. didn't. I've watched now every episode because of my daughter. So I know Gordon, I know Rebecca, I know the whole game. Yeah, Percy. Rebecca, Rebecca's new. That's that's not OG. Nia might be new. I don't know if if you knew Nia, she might be new. They're kind of mixing it up. Toby. Toby's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Thomas and his friends, dude. I was, I mean, of all the of all the uh, stuff my kids watch, it's actually about the least annoying because some of the stuff is so bad. Like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, good lord! I yeah. mean, it is yeah. awful. And CP will get into this with when he has kids. But geez, but anyway, Thomas the Train, yeah, it's not bad. Thomas and his friends. Um, so, but I'm amazed that you're yeah. young enough that you even remember watching it because this guy, I was like, he's 20. He just turned 20, and um, you know, he seems like he's still a kid. I mean, right, yeah. CP? I mean, yeah. the guy is just like I, I he's must. Amazing. I was on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I guess, back in the day. I, I must have missed all the Thomas Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Funny, too. Steve just yeah. mentioned gambling Twitter, kind of pumping him up. I remember it, it feels like almost two years ago. Maybe it was last summer. 
I wrote a post on him because Golf Twitter was pumping him up. He got in, he was like a sponsor exemption somewhere. And he, yep. he explained yep. why he people call him Tom in the uh, in, in this press conference. So I did a yep. post on why people call him that. And that felt like a year ago. So he has been, a, you know, sort of on the scene. He's win winning a bunch on the Asian tour and, and playing well on the Euro tour, which is why I think, um, you know, the sky hooks of the world and uh, the Euro tour people kind of discovered him. So and then he got down. I think he was 35 to one this week. So he's he's become quite the uh, respectable player on the odds board. I don't know if I, we saw him winning this quickly yeah. and this, you know, like you said, the quad, he should have won by 10 strokes. That's, that is absolutely insane stuff. Yeah. So unbelievable to overcome that start. Usually, you know, when a guy makes a double week over, so for, for a guy to win with a quad and win in the fashion he did real deal, Thomas, Thomas, the tank is yeah. the real deal. Real, real deal. And I mean, he did finish third at the Scottish open, which yeah. was almost a major. Yeah. So that obviously really put it in then top 10, last week. But yeah, you mentioned gambling and we had, you know, our boy Brian Kirshner on here last week and, you know, he went, he went big on Siwoo Kim and, you know, Keith Mitchell Russell. and then, and then Russell Henley, first round leader was a lock, whatever. And then lo and behold, I see him tweet last night. He hit on Tom, Tom, yeah, what the heck? He had six guys. On Wednesday night and they got eight outrights and he didn't mention them on the pod. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So of course we have him on there before he adds adds Tom Kim and and because uh, I was just like ah screw it I'm just gonna tail this guy I'm so ice cold uh, right now I almost hit Russell Henley uh, not Russell Henley I did Ryan Moore top ten then the dude was the thirty six hole leader couldn't close it twenty to one twenty to one oh, no. so I almost would have had something I am so ice cold right now it's just brutal but I was still obviously really I had no one in the fight on Sunday other than Ryan Moore trying to get a top ten. Uh, but, but Tom Kim is, is my guy. I, I'm all about it. And yeah, the quadruple bogey start. I mean, it's just so insane because, you know, we're all very mentally weak. Let's oh be God. honest. And these guys are, are much stronger than us, but to bounce back from that, he was almost even par by the turn. He had wound up shooting three under that day, which is amazing. And then by the next morning he was tied for the lead. It was just like, it, it was incredible. And, and it, uh, Sam, Sam, our boss, will, will love this because this book I read on, on the mental game, Extraordinary Golf, someone actually, it, he, this guy, uh, Fred Shoemaker, he actually kind of puts the same scenario out there. He was like, if you knew that you were going to top your first tee shot, it's slightly different, but if you were going to top your first tee shot, make a double or something, but then still shoot your best round at the end of the day, wouldn't you, you would yeah. sign up for that? So it's kind of like yeah, you have to just realize that like you might just have your worst hole right off the bat. It doesn't mean the mm -hmm. rest of the holes have to go bad. And so kudos to Tom Kim for actually showing us that. I mean, guys, like seriously, if you start off, it's the worst to come out of the cart. You're all, first of all, none of us take quadruple bogeys because we'll we'll double max it. I mean, but yeah, double max it. But like. Right. But hey, you have to. You have to. But but seriously, like what? I mean, that is just an absolute brutal start when that happens i feel like in a way it takes the pressure off a little yeah. bit right it's like yeah. oh well you know, now i'm just gonna go go at pins because i have to go at yeah. pins stevie i love it yeah <laughs> yeah that wouldn't be how i would you know i can't really go at pins yeah. i'm not good enough of a golfer but for someone like right Thomas yeah, I don't know. right, right, that, right when that happens to me it's usually uh the bipolar 
bipolar. Yeah, you don't hear from You're CP done. for another. You probably that's, that's when you like just get I the get booze going yes. and you just say screw it. This yes. round is yeah, this that round is, is done. That is the way to go. It's yeah, funny. Exactly. I talked. I played my dad's member guest and some guy. Um, you know how you work for Golf Digest and everyone thinks they have this incredible story idea for you, and then they tell you, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I got something. Oh, yeah, great, You guys should do something. Literally on this, it's funny now, now that I'm remembering this. He was like, after, when all hope is lost, what do you do next? And the guy was obviously referencing that he started mm. drinking right away. So I don't know what what the other option go. is. So maybe it would literally be a pretty short post, but that was his right. big story idea. And I was like, yeah, right. it sounds good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, interesting. You know, I'm glad you brought up the. I know you didn't. You guys oh. didn't win uh, the team powers, but um, you played. I was incorrect. I thought that you were playing Pine no. Valley. So my bad. I. I um, but but Steve had played Pine Valley the day before, so it was quite a week of golf for you guys. And Steve, I know you got a little bit of help with the tees, but still, <laughs> that's that's a, that's a tough tough track. Yeah, well, it was great that you brought up to CC that yeah, you know Pine Chris Valley. couldn't be here because he was playing Pine Valley. I just rolled with it because yeah. I knew it'd be a hilarious little moment on the pod. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we played the forward tees at Pine Valley, and uh, that's the way to play it because you know it's still sixty-two fifty, and the slope I told you guys is one fifty. I mean, insane. You know, the difficulty of that place is not really the length. It's if you miss a shot by any margin like anywhere you're yeah. you're in a spot where it's really tough to recover. So yeah, I mean, first hole, I told you guys, I hit like this great cut right to the edge of the fairway. I had like one thirty in, uh, part it. Um, yeah. And had an incredible group with our CEO, Jerry Tardy, two former legends in uh, magazine publishing, um, Rick Smith, who's the former editor of Newsweek and my guy, David Granger, uh, former editor in chief of Esquire. So, um, you know, one of those names does not belong on that list. Steve Hennessy with three Titans in magazine publishing, but, wow. uh, an amazing day, amazing day. Yeah. And, and yeah. CP, I gotta, I gotta give you a little crap though, because you caddied for Dan Rappaport at Whipperwill and you did a great job. We brought this up last week, but you were in a group. The other caddy in the group was a Met ledge and you were like the Met golf aficionado. Um, and you didn't realize it was Brad no, Tilly. No, no. Brad Tilly then, a few days later, wins the Met Amateur. And by the way, shout out to um, Robbie Herzig, the br- younger brother of Gabby Herzig, who we work with. He made it all the way to the finals. He's a sophomore at uh, at Colgate, I believe. He yep. he ran into a buzzsaw on Brad Tilly because Brad Tilly is a legend. But CP, you didn't know just this. another guy. I mean, like you just thought, who do you think this guy I had was? Tunnel I mean, he's, he's a legend. Sleepy Hollow. I mean, dude, you could have been working the Sleepy Hollow connect there. Come on, I had tunnel man. Vision. Focus on focus Bad on job. the task at hand. One, one shot at a time. That's true. With our boy Dan. Uh, no, honestly, <laughs> I don't like. I recognize the name, but he, he didn't say hi. I'm Brad Tilly. He just said I'm Brad, and I was like, I don't. Yeah, fair, maybe I should have fair. recognized him from pictures back in the day. Apparently, he used to be a pro, and he got his amateur status back. Yep, uh, reinstated amateur. But yeah, yep. I had no clue. And then, uh, and then Dan gave me some some crap for that, of course. Plus, he was caddying. He should. I was like, you know, it was USA. Well, I mean, what a great guy! TGOAG, yeah, too good of a guy. I mean, seriously, the guy. He's, 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 a, a he's, he's out, definitely a professional game. amateur. Yeah golfer for sure he's caddying he's on you know he's at every qualifier i'm sure he's kind of on that scene so yeah totally and uh 
Yeah, had a rough Sunday last Sunday. Not not in a bad way. I was going to say tunnel vision, aka hungover. My like in-laws a dog. were over, so oh, my uh, yeah. my future brother-in-law and I were kind of getting after it um, out out at my house. Brando? I didn't have to drive Brando? anywhere. And then I like late in the day, I realized, you know, I hadn't put put it in the maps yet how far Whippoorwill was. Then I see it's like almost two hours away. I'm like, oh, I got to get up at like five a.m. tomorrow. So it was just a rough. <laughs> rough start but yeah i was not thinking who is this guy whatever i was just kind of trying to trying to stay yeah. upright and, and keep uh, keep it moving a little bit well you rubbed shoulders with uh, with greatness there and brad tiller and uh amazingly a few days yeah, later i find out he's champ. boys with i think he, with our boy already, AJ, yeah. from what? uh good boy originals i'm like wow yeah, i really exactly. i really dropped i never they mentioned that sleepy. i totally dropped the ball last monday Yep, you had it. Yep, you had it right there. You 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 oh, would yes. be playing Sleepy Hollow this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, eggs on your face. Um. All right, let's talk about Kamal Rakawa because he took one of the most crazy photos I've seen. He caught uh from his window seat. And by the way, everybody was like commenting how he was flying commercial, which it's like I, I mean, good for him, but he might not after this because he saw his golf bag actually fall off the luggage carrier and just sit on the tarmac the middle of the tarmac for like minutes and he was like panicking thinking he was gonna get run over by a plane and we've seen all these horror stories recently of lost clubs and obviously at Heathrow and in the Edinburgh airport we have you know Jimmy Roberts and Riggs and everybody else has had their clubs lost and all these tour pros and CP you had a pretty hor- horrible story at uh, going to Bandon Dunes with your clubs getting lost. So, I mean, what's going, it's like, it's, a, yeah, it's an epidemic Cowan, right Jimmy now. Jimmy Roberts, Barstool Riggs, and, and Christopher Powers. That, that <laughs> and you, yeah. No, I, know. I think travel in company. general is just a complete nightmare right now. I think we all know that pretty well. And then uh, it's funny, he's looking out the window. Yeah. That's That was Steve and I, when we got into the uh, whatever terminal at Bandon, just like up against the glass, like SpongeBob staring to see if my bag is <laughs> Of the plane, and uh, I kind of knew. I always knew I was due for a, a loss because I've I've had great luck. So in the back of my head, I was like, one of these days it's going to happen. I've had really good luck. I've never lost. I've been right. to Ireland. I didn't lose them. California, a bunch of times to the little Monterey Airport, never lost them. So I was like, I was kind of. Mm-hmm. You said that too on your way out of the terminal. You're like, I always have Both such good luck. Days. I'm due for a loss. <laughs> That's not what you say right before. Took it on the chin that the rentals were great. They showed up, made it back to New Jersey. It was the last two bags out. Me and Steve's bag at Newark Airport, I remember. We were sweating that one out when you're soaking wet from sweat from sitting on the plane. Then you're sweating a little more in the terminal at Newark. And, uh, yeah, it was like 2 a.m., whatever the hell it was. Oh, my God. But uh, But that was, like, imagine – like the various levels, like we, we were nervous. We, it's just our little golf trip to Bandit. Like Colin Morikawa yeah. is about to compete for like $15 million yeah. and his clubs are like on the ground. On the ground. The yeah. Like I cannot even imagine <laughs> Crazy. the stress. Total stress. And he, and he later posted a photo. I would have taken on the tarmac. I really so. would have. If I, as long as I could see him, I, I would have been happy with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They were somewhere, but uh, yeah. So anyway, crazy situation for him. Looks like he got there. Um, all right. Before we get into CC, we got a little don't at me here. Um, Chris, I'll let you. I'll let you take it because I mean we can all chime in here. But I think we were all kind of surprised by how the Sunday's broadcast turned out with a one 
uh, Sir Nick yeah. Faldo. So don't at me. I think I think I'm going to miss Nick Faldo. I think you guys might agree. I think the hate went a little too far toward the end of his career, which he's getting older. He's kind of, you know, kind of babbling about nothing sometimes yeah. uh, with his cute little <laughs> accent. Which yeah, can be it, funny. Which can be funny. It can but, be funny. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, just shut up for like one second. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's right. it's that type of thing where I think when he's gone, we're going to kind of realize, you know, he, he was better than we thought. And, uh, you know, the alternative isn't always great. I don't know who the alternative is going to be. It could be Trevor Immelman, who we love, guest on our pod. Uh, good talker. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it is Trevor Immelman. Is that, yeah. is that for sure? Yeah. It is Trevor Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's Trevor Immelman. Yeah. We like Trevor Immelman. Yeah. Go, Trevor. Yeah. We like Trevor Immelman. Yeah. So it's good. It, yeah. It's not going to be bad, but you're right. You're still going to still going to miss it. I don't know. For me, it's always like, too, it's just a little sad when it's like, Something ends that's been going on, like a TV show. Johnny or Miller. It's like yeah, this. For years. He's been doing it for with Johnny Miller. Well, Johnny Miller, we love. So that, of course. But like anytime it's like a, a show, it's like the series finale. I'm like, oh man, that's like a lot of time that's like come and gone. And Nick Faldo, I mean, it was 16 years, I think. Um, so it's kind of crazy to think like you just assume he's going to keep doing it. So kudos to him. But yeah, I think we were all kind of amazed by just how emotional he got i mean that was yeah. an all-time you know <laughs> give me a minute i, I mean, mean, I mean he, he literally I mean, could not speak and Nick, and you could tell nance was kind of like what should i do here like you know people yeah. are in his ear like yeah. you gotta cut it you gotta cut it gotta go to commercial and and Faldo right. was like no just give me a minute give me and like everybody else went and then like finally he was able to spit out a few words and he had that great line about Single kid, but he's you know found his brothers and the, I mean it was really the all time one so of that. It was, the all time one of that. Steve will agree. Another yeah. one. The guy got a little old. He kind of was making a lot of mistakes, and he kind of got pushed out. And now that he's gone, it's like the worst that he's gone. It was the Army Navy game, and it was Vern Lundquist did a little sign off at the end. And oh. I it, you, mm. I cry every time I watch it. I still watch it now and then. It, it's brutal. It's such an emotional game, the Army Navy game, and then at, at the end, and yeah, everyone right. was like, all like the whole crew was watching him and like clapping for him. It's brutal. So yeah, uh, tough to see these guys, you know, hang it up. Yeah, my heart just sank in mentioning Vern. I mean, he is one of my still favorite, haven't gotten the favorites of all time, and like he gets so that, much crap up soon. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll be that'll be quite a moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, we witnessed quite a moment. Uh, we're getting to our guest now, CC Sabathia. Uh, we were fortunate enough. I think it was CP, right? You came through with these with yeah. these uh, tickets somehow. We went to see his final start, and it wasn't quite the fairy tale ending. I think he got bounced in like the third. Oh, no, he got hurt. Remember and, he got uh, hurt? They didn't win. They... No, well, he, he like pitched it out, I mean, and then he, he was pitched. like, "I'm done. I, I'm walking off." And then that was it. Okay. Really. Okay. Well, he right. He wore. He had. I, he had four Ks yeah. in a row at one point. I mean, he was slinging it a little. And then he, yeah, he got hurt or whatever, and he had to come out. They didn't win. They could have like clinched the division that day. They didn't like so. It wasn't. But we got to see it. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, I think I had a, like a couple of the big beers, so I was like out of it. But but it was good because yeah, I got the details to, are I, right. I got to see him in the first couple innings, and then I was like, you stayed gone. You stayed so Steve we got to Steve see had like late. a big Zoom meeting, like a presentation. He was being responsible. He left oh, early. Right. You stayed for really? a little longer, Myers, and then and then you left too. But yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, it's a long track back. But I wanted to see yeah. them clinch. But anyway, I mean, guys, I mean, CC, yep. total legend. Obviously, delivered 
the Yankees' most recent World Series, ALCS MVP in, in 2009. Um, so I know, I know, CP, you weren't playing Pine Valley, but you were playing with your dad, member guest. You had a legit yeah. excuse. You were devastated. You missed it. Steve, how, it was pretty cool uh, chopping it up with this guy. I was lucky enough to do a magazine story on him last year, but to talk to him again, right. he was really letting loose this time. It was, it was fun. Yeah. When you guys set that up last October, I like, I think I was part of the initial planning and then yes. to not, uh, not, not be part of that. Like CC, you know, he was a Yankee for 10 plus years. And one of the, the guys I just looked up to and, um, you know, I was a big fan. I'm not really a big, like personal sports fan of like players anymore. I'm like too old, I feel like, but CC was kind of like one of the last guys. And so, after our convo, Myers, I mean, I was buzzing for the next couple of days. Like, I was in such a good mood. Yeah. I haven't been in that good of a mood in a long time. Um, so, yeah, and amazing. Like, back in the day, um, you know, I got to meet him at one point. So, like, just to have him on our podcast, the first episode. So brutal. Incredible. Yeah, first episode. I missed it Friday. You guys did it. I had the whatever. And then that night, uh, I went back. I stayed at my dad's house because he lives close to the course we were playing. And I was with my brother and I, who's a Mets fan, total Mets fan loser. But we flipped on the captain, the documentary, and the whole episode <laughs> is about 09 and CC's on it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, yeah. this is awful. Oh I can talk to him today. Yeah, we talked to him about the captain and, and a bunch of other things. Yeah. And uh, again, it was really fun chat. So anyway, please have a listen to our talk with CC Sabathia. All right, I am excited to welcome to the Loop podcast former Yankee legend, former baseball legend, CC Sabathia. We are honored. Yeah, I'll give him a round of applause. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Got it. Uh, so anyway, I mean, I'm a huge Yankees fan. Uh, Steve is. Yep. Chris Powers, our other co-host, is too. He is killing himself because he he wanted to be here today, but he is playing Pine Valley. So I oh yeah, no. Your, even you understand that. <laughs> Absolutely, I got a I got a chance to uh, to play there two years ago, so I understand that. I mean, I, I would I would definitely not turn that down. So I know he's having a good day out there. <laughs> yeah. How'd you do at Pine Valley? How was you know it? what? After after the fifth hole, I just had to say fuck. I just had to say, you yeah, know what? I, I'm good. Or okay. oh, yeah. you know, yeah. what? I just I just had to say fuck it. I'm not keeping my score anymore. Like, let me just enjoy the course. <laughs> let me walk. Let me have fun. That so it was, it was actually the year, yeah it was it was actually the year I, I started playing so oh, okay. I got invited out that summer so I wasn't like wow. ready to play out there but uh, <laughs> it was it was an incredible experience yeah how how are you playing these days man uh, when was it I, I think we caught up in October and mm -hmm. you've, been, you've been really hit hard by the golf bug you're playing a lot you're, you're practicing how how's the game been going the last few months. It's been going pretty good. So uh, ramping up, you know, going, I played in Tahoe in the middle of July. So I played a lot in April, May, June, like leading up, got a lot of lessons and played. And then I kind of, after Tahoe, the two weeks after that, like three weeks, I didn't, I hadn't played. I went, I went back out um, yesterday, actually. The last two days I've played and, you know, just been, been kind of getting back into it. And I think, I think for the month of September, um, I just want to do lessons. Like, I don't want to get out on the course. I just want to get, like, lessons, like, right. get my swing right, try to get dialed in, get the right clubs, and, you know, really start taking it serious. 
this is the the second time you played in Tahoe. And I remember you saying that the first time, like the nights leading up to it, you were real nervous. Think about that first tee shot. Uh, yeah. How was it this year? Were, you, were, were the nerves similar uh, leading up to the tournament? You know what? I, I was uh, oddly like not nervous. Like, you know, some some reason I felt like good until I got to the tee box this year. Then I was nervous. Like it was it was the opposite. You know, I worried about it. The whole time last year, and then when I got to the tee box, I was fine. And then this year, I was—I didn't worry about it. But then when I got up there, it was fine. But then once you get that first shot, you walk off. Then, it, then that's it. You know what I mean? So, um, but it's that's such a great event, such a such a fun tournament. So, um, as long as I keep getting invited, I'm never gonna miss that thing. Yeah, it, it looks like it's an incredible event. Everyone has a great time. What about um, you know? It seems like Tony Romo kind of became the celeb golf King. And then for a couple of years, maybe he fell off a little and, and, you know, you got Marty fish coming along and you got Mark Mulders, but Tony Romo kind of reclaimed that crown this year. How, how impressive is he to, to see out there at, at Tahoe? Yeah, he's really good. I mean, it's, it's just impressive to see like the guys that have a chance to win, you know, they, they walk around, they got the swing coaches, you know, they got the track man and they're getting down in a lot of, while the rest of us are just, you know, hacking the shit up and just trying to get out of their way. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun to see like the levels of, you know, right. ex-athletes and golfing and, and who's been playing longer and, you know, who's kind of in a groove and stuff. Hopefully one day, I, you know, I, you know, would like to get to, I mean, I'm never going to get to the level of Romo or Mark Mulder or those guys, but, you know, to try to put up a respectable score, um, you know, that's that's definitely the goal for sure. And you said you're, you know, you want to get a bunch of lessons September. What, what's like the biggest thing you think you need to work on? I got to get my my driver dialed in. Like okay. when I can get off the tee box, then I'm good. Like it, it goes a long way, but that shit is all over the place. And yeah. right now it's I'm hooking it. Like right now I'm like, I'm snap hooking everything. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out. Before the last two years, I had this big power like slice that I would hit. So now... I'm kind of figuring a little things out. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, if it's not straight or drawing, then it's like hooking. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see you a little in action at your spot Alpine when you were playing against Halley and um, you had that iron. I don't forgot if it was like a four iron or five iron and you can, you can just hit that off the tee. Sometimes you, you smoked <laughs> that though pretty far. Like, yeah. I can, I can, my iron, my irons are pretty good. I actually got rid of my fairway wood. So Okay. I have a two iron and three iron now and just my driver. So that's what I've been, that's what I've been using. Um, right. You know, just while, just while I figure out, my, figure out my swing, I definitely want to get back to a hybrid and, you know, get, get the right clubs dialed in. But just right now, um, you know, I'm, I feel, you know, a lot better with the irons and the two irons have been working really well for me. Hmm. Out of Tahoe this year, uh, you're pumped. You tied Charles Barkley uh, on the leaderboard. I know that was a, a proud moment for you, and you got to play with Chuck too, right? Yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a chance to play the Saturday round with him, which was awesome. And you know, believe it or not, I don't know if you guys have seen Chuck play lately. He's not ba as bad as people oh, we see. Lead on, gone, yeah. uh -huh. it's it's you know he's a it's real. Like he can really yeah. play until he gets tired. You know, like he got tired, I think, about the whole 16 and then the hitch came back. But up until that point, up until that point, it was uh, it was impressive to watch him, you know, navigate the golf course. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. He um, Phil Mickelson says he used to break 80 back in like way back in the day. And 
And I think even at Tahoe, he had like maybe an 81 or like, I'm talking like, you know, 30 years ago or something, he could really play. So, I mean, you see the talent there. He's worked really hard with Mm -hmm. a lot of guys. I think Stan Utley is his guy who's really helped him. Uh, When you see that, do you say, man, I could, if, if I made that kind of leaps and bounds, I could get really good. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, I was I was joking with Chuck. I was like, bro, you've been playing for 30 years. I've been playing for three and we tied. So you on the way fucking down. I'm like, I'm on the way up. Like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I just think, you know, for me, just I love playing the game. And, you know, it's, it's kind of you playing against yourself if, if you just keep your head down. If you look up, you know, it's you playing against the whole field or the course or however you it's, it's however you want to play it. It's just like pitching, you know. For me, when I was on the mound, if I kept my head down, it was just me doing my thing. Sometimes if I looked up, you know, I can feel the crowd in Yankee Stadium and the rest of the, you know, the guys behind me. So I feel, you know, you know, golf and pitching equates, you know, really well. It's kind of the same thing. Were there uh, any other celebrities, athletes that you played with the last two years uh, in Tahoe that you really enjoyed, you know, getting to know maybe people who, you know, you hadn't interacted with uh, before and now you call friends? Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely Charles Woodson um, mm. and uh, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon was out there this year with no shoes on. He had just he had foot surgery. Um, he couldn't stand on his back leg. And I played with him the last day and he was hitting absolute missiles. It was wow. the most impressive thing I have ever seen in my life. Like it was it was incredible to watch him play 18 on, on one leg with, with no shoes on. It was crazy. Straight legend. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's what some that's what Marty Fish was saying that um you know there, there's certain relationships you get because of that event even like he's good friends with Steph Curry and Canelo Alvarez <laughs> just like yeah. that golf can kind of bring guys together that's that's so cool um what I wonder what was the atmosphere like with with Chuck I mean he probably has so many people like yelling stuff at him and I'm sure it's like like you said when you were pitching maybe in an opposing park or something that he probably has all these distractions even because he's such a, a big like celebrity golf name. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Like, for us as athletes, that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, the crowd is, like, kind of like our thing. Like, when it gets quiet is when I get nervous. Like, I need as much noise as possible. So, 16 at Waste Management, you know, 17 in Tahoe, uh, number seven in Tahoe, like, all of these holes where it's a party atmosphere, I feel more comfortable. So, walking the golf course and playing with Chuck, it's a lot of fun because he's got a big gallery that's following him around. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you, you heard from the gallery shouting at Chuck that was like a hilarious comment that, that you could repeat on air? Uh, <laughs> nah, I mean, not really, but he yells crazy shit. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Chuck is funny. So, like, you know, he'll hit a bad shot and then yell at himself. So, you know, he gives the crowd, like, the ammo. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's more him controlling the crowd than them, you know, yelling stuff at him. Right. And the ball, the ball travels out there, right? You can, yeah. I mean, it Ooh, that that's that's got to be fun to kind of uh, really hit some bombs out there. It is. And then, you know, like the first uh, couple of days you get out there on Tuesday, you play Wednesday and Thursday. And that's just like figuring out, like redialing in, like what clubs to, to use from what distances, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge change when you go out to Tahoe and get to that elevation and, and watching the ball fly. It's fun. So you got Tahoe and you've been playing for like three years or so now. Are there any like other golf trips that you've been on that like are some of the favorites, uh, you know, some great courses you've gotten to play? 
Yeah, Pebble. Um, mm. I got a chance to do that. They do a, a, a tournament out there called the World Series of Golf where it's just only baseball players. Awesome. Um, <laughs> got a chance to do that. Um, and, but that was in that was in 2019, the year that I retired. So that was right after I retired. Um, but no, I want to I want to do more like I want to I've been the teeth of the dog, but I want to do I was actually just talking to Dexter Fowler. Um, who I think recently retired, and we were just talking about getting an annual group together and yeah. just start just start doing golf trips, man. I mean, you know, we're all into it. It's a lot of fun. I think you know, golf, you know, is is awesome because you can play with so many different type of people because of the handicap, you know, and you meet so many different type of people on the course and and you know at the golf course. So um, I'm I'm just loving it. So you know, we want to go to Bandon Dunes. I want to do it all. You know, I want to you know I want to experience everything. So. Uh, you know, slowly but surely, I'll get there. So, what what's been the the golf highlight so far? I mean, maybe it's maybe it's Tahoe, but maybe other than Tahoe, what what's been the golf highlight for you thus far? I think Grove Twenty Three playing out there. Um, yeah, I got a chance to play out there with uh, the guys from Eastside Golf, Earl and Elijah Wan. Yep. We okay. went out there and played. I played out there with Dwight Freeney one day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, MJ's always there, so I think you know having a chance to play there and you know. Um, hopefully one day, you know, becoming a member out there is, is the goal. There you go. Yeah. I got to get my wife to let me get a place in Florida first. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to this, Amber. Come on. Let's let get out to Jupiter. Um, yes, absolutely. Was, was there like the coolest, what was the coolest thing about the Grove? Because we've seen the videos of like the drone airdrop and you drinks and stuff. It was that, you know, what was the coolest thing about that? You know, the, you know I, I'm a pro shop guy. Okay. Every every pro shop, every golf course I go to, I, I spend you know some money in the pro shop, yeah. and that that place, you know, I thought I'm been a Jordan athlete athlete now since 2007. So mm-hmm. however many years wow. that is, so I figured yeah. I had everything Jordan, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, and you're going in that pro shop, and like there was stuff in there that I've never seen. Wow. So like that pro shop is the that's the coolest coolest store I've ever been in for sure. Wow. So I, I drop some money every time I go in there. <laughs> it's, it's that dope. <laughs> goals, goals to get there to be able to drop the money there. That's sweet. Yeah. That's funny. As soon as you said that, I flashed to, to J.R. Smith when he went to Pine Valley and he yeah. posted all the stuff he bought at Pine Valley. But like, this place sounds, so the Grove must have, might be the best pro shop to get to. I think so. I think I mean, and, and that's coming from a Jordan guy, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. And I figured I had, you know, every shoe and shirt and, there's stuff in there, like I said, that I've never seen. So, uh, I mean, they, they got some dope collabs in there. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, I did the same thing at Pine Valley. I went in there and, and bought everything. And But, man, when you get, when you get that Jordan emblem on some stuff, it's, it's, a, right. different, it's a different right, experience. Right, right. For sure. <laughs> uh, switching it up a little, you know, I got got to talk about the Yankees. Uh, when we talked last year. They had just been eliminated again in the playoffs. And I know, obviously, the playoffs is a different animal. But so far – you got to be impressed with the team and and what did you think about even the the deals they made at the deadline and could this be the year where they they finally do take that next step yeah no i mean i think uh this team is is been poised and ready to win a championship you know this core has been you know knocking at the door since 2017 you know i think um you know i think they addressed you know what they needed to um in the starting rotation you know you know getting frankie montas Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, train for Harrison Bader, um, is a tough one because I'm really close with Jordan Montgomery. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll work out for him in St. Louis. I like, you know, him going to St. Louis. And I think, you know, getting Bader uh, definitely help, you know, in our speed and, and defense uh, department. You know, I think for us, I mean, it's going to be as, as, as much as Aaron Judge and, and uh, Big G can carry us. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be so much fun to watch Aaron chase this home run race in a Yankee uniform. You know, I think everybody has, has you know, gotten the steroid era and the 73 home runs Bonds hit, and they don't want to count it. But I think, you know, to watch Aaron Judge down the stretch in Yankee Stadium in the Bronx chasing this record is going to be a special summer. So, um, you know, I'm excited for the, for the finish. And, you know, I do think that they can get it done. It's, it's obviously it's going to be them and the Astros. And it's only fitting that they have to go through Houston you know what I mean? To get to the World Series. But I just think I just hope that they can get home field advantage so that if they do play game seven, which I think they're going to they're going to do, um, it'll be in the Bronx. Right, yeah, right. I'd imagine you'll be rooting for the the Yankees Astros rematch, right? Like you want the Astros to make it that far so the Yankees can kind of get over that hurdle. Yeah, I honestly do. I just think for like for, and I say for us because I'm I, I'm still a part of that you know right. that core that group like I feel like I raised those guys yeah. I feel like for us like I I need to see Aaron Judge and these guys celebrate you know beating the Astros you know what right, I mean right, like right, right. It, it, it it I just think you know it, it has to be that because you know they've turned into our rival at this point yep. more so than you know and we go up and down in years you know sometimes we'll. The Red Sox are always our rival, but, you know, it goes up and down in intensity with the Red Sox. Sometimes it could be the Blue Jays some years. The last couple of years has been Tampa. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you look at it, you know, since 2017, the Astros and the Yankees have been a real, real rivalry. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you mentioned Jordan Montgomery, and I just wondered, you know, obviously I'm sure you have a special connection with fellow starting pitchers, but is it even different with fellow Southpaws? I mean, do you guys have like this special bond? Yeah, we do, uh, for sure. And, you know, I think being in the Yankees organization, it's even stronger because it starts with, like, Whitey Ford. Mm-hmm. And then you got, you know, uh, Gidry and then Pettit. And if you want to throw me in there and then, you know, like trickles on down to Monty. So, like, that lineage of, like, left-handed starters in the Yankees organization is a real one. And, you know, you feel that. So um, I'm close with Gator, super close with um, – with Andy and Jordan is my little brother. So, you know, the night he got traded, I didn't want to call him. I knew he was going to be super emotional, but you know, I've talked to him in the day since, and you know, we talked all day yesterday. I'm excited for him. I'm really close with Adam Wainwright. So I've already called over there and told him to take care of my guy. You know, (laughs) I had uh, Mike Maddox as a pitching coach when I went to Milwaukee. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm definitely going to, you know, check out some games here in September with Monty and, you know, cause he's, he's going to be pitching in some meaningful games down the stretch. So, um, you know, I got to be there to support him. So that's my guy. It'll be my guy for life. So, uh, you know, it, it is a special thing when you have that connection with the left-handed starters. You, you mentioned Wainwright and like, obviously you had a really long career too. And I, I don't know how it shakes out between you and Wainwright, but how is he, he's still going. And like, how do you guys do that for so long? <laughs> I mean, it's just mind blowing. I mean, you, that you must have special respect between guys like that who who can do it that well for that long. Yeah, absolutely. Especially a, a guy like, you know, m- both of us have lost velocity, you know. Right, um, right. You know, we're not pitching the same way we did when we were, you know, 25, 26, 27 in our prime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have to have tremendous respect. I, you know, for us as pitchers, you know, it's 
It's kind of like I said, just like golf, where the more experience you get, the better you understand how to navigate a golf course or, you know, for us, how to navigate a lineup, you know. Um, so it's, it's just about the knowledge. And, you know, for, you know, at the end of my career, I, I would just sit and think I'd be like, man, fuck, if I knew some of this shit when I was like 25, I would have been winning Cy Youngs every year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's just, you know, you get the knowledge at the end and you have all the you know, the, the young willpower and everything when you're young. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it gets a lot easier to pitch when you get older, for mm -hmm. sure. And now that you're not pitching, you're, you're like us, you're, you're a fan watching these playoff games. I mean, does, does the, the nerves of watching a, a playoff game, you know, every pitch, can you compare that to anything else? Cause we, we live and die by it. And I know it's different when you're pitching, but I mean, it's, it's real when you're just watching it. Yeah, when I was pitching, I mean, I would much prefer to pitch in it. Like, when I'm in it, yeah, I have yeah. a say, so I'm fine. Yeah. I fucking hate it watching playoff. I hate watching playoff games. Just sitting most there. Most of the time, I don't. Like, I don't watch Yankee playoff games for the most part. Yeah. Like, I'll skim through, and but I can't watch pitch for pitch because I'll be screaming at the fucking TV. Like, <laughs> I go crazy. And it's the yeah. same thing, like, if, if when I'm in the dug, when I was in the dugout, it was playoff runs are deep. Like, I just remember 09, like, you don't sleep for a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the weirdest thing. But when you're out there, like, I have no problem. When, I, when I'm out there, you know, it's, that's, that's what I do, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd much rather pitch in those games and watch them for sure. Well, obviously you don't pitch anymore, but you got so much going on. Tell us about some of the stuff. I mean, you, you met, we, we already mentioned the podcast you got with Ryan Russillo. Uh, you have your, your foundation. Uh, you had... The, the documentary that came out, then you had the book. I mean, man, you're staying busy these days. And yeah. you, got, you got your kids, obviously, too. So you gotta, yeah. You gotta play. Yeah, so what's going on with you? A lot of stuff. Yeah, I've been busy, man. I, um, You know, I re retired. I knew I was going to be good at retirement, though. Like, I was <laughs> I was ready to retire. So, um, you know, we kind of had a, a lot of this stuff lined up, uh, especially with the documentary and the book and stuff. You know, we kind of filmed that during my last season. So we knew that was coming up for me getting a chance to retire and, you know, watch my son's last two years of high school, last three years really of high school COVID took 2020, but having the last two years of his high school career and being able to watch and, you know, him further his career now at Georgia tech. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's fun to be home and be dad, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, I'm still a uh, special assistant to, to Cashman with the Yankees. So I can still go down there and hang out with the guys if I want. Um, I'm, I'm special assistant to Rob Manford too. So I have an office at central baseball, um and and just have a chance to be connected to all the guys um you know i was at all-star uh, a couple of weeks ago and um you know it's, it's it's fun to still be connected to the game at you know whatever level i want to be at you know uh i don't think i could ever be a coach or or manager or you know somebody that's there day to day i don't ever want to be on that schedule again you know okay. i want to have i want to have some summers off <laughs> to be able to play some golf be flexible, go on some trips. Um, but, but you know, I'll definitely be around the game and, you know, trying to make an impact as much as possible. You know, I'm the vice president of Players Alliance, which is, um, you know, trying to get, you know, uh, kids and, and black and brown communities involved in the game at every level, you know, uh, from front office level to grassroots level. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not work for me, though. This is all stuff that I would be doing. If um if I was just you know if I if I wasn't getting paid for it this is just stuff that I would I would really be doing so 
um, hanging around Yankee Stadium, doing different things with them, and you know, being around the game is is, is a lot of fun for me. Any any ideas uh, to kind of promote you know diversity in golf too? I know you know the East Side golf guys are, are thinking about that kind of stuff, um, and I'm sure that's you know a passion point for you too. You know, what could we do in that regard? You think? I love I love what Steph and uh, Will Lowry are doing too. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, like you said, what the guys with Eastside are doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, just just trying to provide opportunities to let, you know, kids know that this is an avenue. This is a sport that you can play. Um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, when kids don't see themselves in a sport, it's hard for them to pick it up. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, Steph Curry playing golf or, you know, Vince Carter or Chuck, you know, Charles Barkley. Kids watch, you know, TNT on, on uh, they watch mm-hmm. that NBA on TNT. So those guys, you know, can be influencers in the golf world and, and show kids that this is a game that that is for them and that they can play. Yeah, make it cool because I think the stigma, you know, 10, 20 years ago is, is not too cool to, to not be too golf, cool. <laughs> But it is, though. Golf yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah. You can play it all over the world and you can play it with anybody. You can play it with your friends. You can play it for business and and uh like I like I said I wish I knew that I wish I was playing golf when I was playing baseball mm-hmm. um you know I got an 11 year old now and you know I'm starting to get him into golf because he's gonna be a perfect little travel buddy for me so uh <laughs> I'm starting to get him into it <laughs> well you know you've obviously been a, such a great uh role model for so long too and I know you've done so much to promote uh the awareness of substance abuse and and everything that you've gone through so you know, great job with all of that as well. I want to ask, have you, have you, have you watched any of the captain yet? The documentary, mm. what your thoughts been on that? Man, I, I think I, I watched episode, I've watched up to episode three. Okay. Um, so I'm, uh, I, where they at now? Are they on five and six? I think came on five, last night. I think right? five and six came out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not all caught up either, but I'm watched some of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it's been pretty good. I thought, you know, for him to be, um, you know, I've you know, obviously I've known Derek and been close with him and his family for a long time now since we played together. Um, and I've always known his personality, or people is like, oh, he's cussing on this documentary, or you know, just you know, some of the things that he says people aren't used to, which right. I wanted, you know, I've always wanted him to to give that to people. You right. know, so, so but- he was so buttoned up all the time. Yeah, and, and he's not really that buttoned yeah. up, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. uh, so. It's, uh, you know, nobody's really that buttoned up. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, like nobody. you know, so like, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun to, to be able to see people's reaction to the real, to what I call the real dare. Right. Have you, you gotten to play golf? golf yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we play golf. We play, yeah. golf. we play golf a bunch and there's a lot of shit talking. And uh, yeah, I mean, the last, I think the last time we went out, it was me, him, Jorge and, uh, hmm. Maybe Andrew Jones. No, it was actually mm-hmm. me, him, Jorge, and uh, Gerald Williams before he passed oh, away. Man. Oh, man. Or G passed man. away. It was right after uh, mm-hmm. Derek's induction to the Hall of Fame. Um, we went to the Bahamas and and uh, um, we played. But I didn't get a chance to play. We, we played out. Derek had his event in April out in the Bahamas. We didn't get a chance to play together. But, uh, no, it's, it's always a lot of fun when we get together. Um, Jorge likes to cheat, man. This guy snap up more fucking balls into the woods and water and shit, and he'll drive his cart over there 
and just be like, it. oh, I found, he finds every ball. Oh, like, it's unbelievable how bad it is. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he finds every fucking ball. It's, it's unreal. That's amazing. And didn't he do something, like, <laughs> wouldn't he, like, like, uh, well, obviously he's a switch hitter, but didn't he do something like he would like pee on his hands before a game or something like that? And I heard that. I've never seen that. I never saw that. All right. Moises Alou did that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I heard Moises Alou did that. Yeah, boy, yeah. Um, all right. Well, CC, thank you so much, man. Um, uh, one last thing. What you know, obviously, you talk about the Yankees are gonna be carried by Judge and Stanton. We know that, but you were the ace that went out there and could, you know, in the big spot. Obviously, the Yankees have have a big guy in Cole. He's done it for the Astros. He has not quite done it for the Yankees. Is there anything that like you would ever say to him or not like that he could learn from you how to get it? Because we need him in that game one to go out there and, you know, give us eight shutout innings, just shut it down. Yeah. There's, there's really nothing you can learn from anybody in that situation, yeah. except from yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's been in those situations now with the Astros, with, right. with the Pirates he pitched in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's right. pitching the playoffs with us, so you know, for me, it was it was myself going through through those experiences. You know, when I was younger, I got a chance in in two thousand and one to pitch in the playoff game, went six innings, pitched you know three runs, pitched great. Then two thousand and seven is my turn to be the ace in Cleveland, and I go out and I pitch terrible the whole playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't get it done. Follow up the next year, I used that experience to go to Milwaukee and pitch great down the stretch. You know, then I then I didn't use that experience to come here and then lead us to the World Series in 2009. So I think it's, you know, you going through those learned experiences yourself is the only way that you can, you know, succeed the next time you get into those into those spots. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, hope. Well, we wish Garrett Cole luck. We wish we We're wish all going to be in with, for him. with everything. Absolutely. Golf, your golf. Keep going. Get out to Bandon. Get all the trips yeah. in. Do everything. <laughs> um Thanks so much for joining us, CC. Seriously, it's been a pleasure. And our, our buddy Chris Powers is going to really be devastated. <laughs> My buddy in Pine Valley, so we can't feel too bad. So anyway, uh, thanks a lot, CC. We appreciate your time, man. Take care. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks again to CC Sabathia for joining us. That was, that was awesome. Um, all right, let's move on. We have the FedEx. It's just a huge FedEx week. It's got everything. It's the, it's the uh, FedEx Cup starts. But it's also the FedEx St. Jude Championship this week. It used to be the St. Jude Classic. Somehow they, they decided championships better than Classic. Out for Northern Trust, yeah. the Barclays, RIP. Yeah, RIP. Right, exactly. We used to have in our neck of the woods the, uh, the Northern Trust or the old Barclays, which actually – that was my first golf tournament I ever covered was the Barclays back at Westchester – country club so yeah r.i.p that event but um anyway i got fedex st jude championship got a lot of craziness here before we get into some picks just with who's in who's out you got lawsuits flying around with the live golf stuff on guys trying to get back into the top 125 you have tom kim winning as a non-member and knocking people out ricky fowler's number 125 right now i mean it's it's like crazy everything that's going on cp and steve i mean what what were your reactions to any of this stuff it, it's really it's hard to follow yeah. i mean to be honest and and we're kind of waiting to even see if there's any legal you know what the judge says in this uh, yeah lawsuit. P, you know pjtour.com no offense doesn't uh make it any easier to follow they got they've got like fedex cup standings from yesterday they've got 
the guys who are actually eligible for the playoffs. So like Brooks Kepka is in one of them, right. but he's not in the other one. It's like for right. some reason every year this thing seems to get more confusing. And that's that was even without the live stuff. Now you mix this in and now it's really, really confusing, especially to the uh, you know, the novice golf fan. Um, I can't imagine trying to follow this right now. And then Tom Kim, when I saw this, I was like, how is that possible? He knocked four people out of um, getting their, uh, potentially either earning their PGA Tour card back or at least having full exempt status on the Corn Ferry Tour next year. And you're like, how can one guy knock out four? Well, he now raised the bar of, um, he, he took up a spot, which then, the number of points you needed as a non-member to qualify changed because of that. And it was like a big jump. It went from like 50 points to like 58 points. So four guys got booted because of Tom Kim. Pretty so, I mean, it's it, it just like very inconsiderate, Tom. I mean, come on. But he's my, yeah. he's my favorite guy. felt so bad for I'm Justin Lauer. I did, I did the post on him. He three-putted. I don't, I think even a two-putt, he might've been in trouble or right on the line. So he kind of, would have been close. You could do yeah. that all, you know, go back throughout the whole week and shots he missed. But that, that was pretty brutal. At least if he made the six footer for par, he would have had a chance. And just like that, you're you're going well, back Steve, into grind mode on the corn ferry. Exactly. And Steve Smotherman, yeah, dude. Steve I mean uh, I mean that was brutal, brutal. man. I mean, to sleep to sleep on that. And you know, you have a thirteen footer for Birdie. He lipped it out, right. they showed the video. And then from the middle of the fairway, make a, mm-hmm. a, a double to Oof. lose your card is brutal. Yeah. yeah, he was T5 after the first round, too. He's in a bunch of my DFS lineups. I was, like, up there in a bunch of contests. Then all of a sudden, uh, missed the cut. Pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. On the flip yeah. side, Max McGreevy, big week for him. And he was one of the two guys who jumped in. Yeah. So kudos to him. So there are some happy stories. And, of course, obviously, our boy Tom <laughs> Kim. So... Uh, but yeah, there's, there's heartbreak as well. Uh, but anyway, the guys who did make it as of right now, there's 122 players in the field because three guys I think it's Fleetwood burger and someone else are not playing. I think they're injured. They qualify, but and again, that sucks for the other guys too. They, they don't like it to take their spots, but it's 122 guys right now. Uh, FedEx St. Jude championship. Rory McIlroy is the favorite. We say that very often. Um, guys, how are you betting this? I mean, you know, it's not a full field, but it's pretty close to a full field. And obviously it's a loaded field, um, at a course, TPC Southwind, Steve, that these guys are familiar with. It used to be the host of a world golf championship event there. So I don't know how much really that changes. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the guys know this course. Um, I'm seeing our boy, Tom Kim there at a nice 40 to one price. I mean, damn, the dude is on fire right now. Stevie, what, what are your thoughts on TPC Southwind? And um, an initial thoughts on on this tournament. A lot of water. Um, I'm surprised yeah, Berger's right. not playing. He won this well, twice. That's right. He was vibing right. pretty hard this on the like boat yesterday. Daniel. It looked like so. Yeah, vibing. Oh yeah, D- the, DJ uh, the bartender. Yeah, DJ the bartender. I'm sure Berger's really injured. Uh, really hurt. <laughs> He's really missing Memphis yeah. right yeah. now. Uh, you can tell. Uh, I mean, this field is incredible. Like you get guys like, you know, we're seeing John Rama 20 to one in a FedEx cup event. I mean, that's kind of incredible. Well, so there, there's a ton of, ton of value. Um, 
yeah, you know, I remember obviously Harris English getting it done, but like Cam Smith had a great chance to win. He yep. kind of fanned his driver uh, to the right on the 72nd hole, so, and he's here. I know he's a uh, rumored live guy, but um, in the field, 18-1, open champion. First time we're seeing him since then. So Hot man. I just, yeah. I just did a video. Hopefully people will watch it. Uh, it should come out tomorrow or Tuesday, whenever this comes out. Yeah, tell us about your stash. Well, no one can see it on this video, but yeah, I, I do have a mustache right now. Well, they, they might they might see it. Yeah, yeah who knows? Who cares? Yeah, tell them. Well, I don't want to give it away. Oh, I'm sorry. I, was I didn't know. One of, one of the, oh, yeah. Everyone who's watching your video <laughs> is going to One of the points the I hit on was FedEx I mean, Cup playoffs historically. You know, guy can catch fire. We saw Cantley do it last year. DJ do it the year before. Billy Horschel, obviously, Rory. So I'm going to try and... You know, Fino is probably uh, a guy people will, will gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep hammering on Willie Z and Cameron Young, and hopefully um, one of these guys gets hot here and kind of rips off one or one or two of these events quickly here. So uh, good odds. I think Cam's 22 to 1. I think Zalatoris is 28 to 1. Um, opposite. The opposite. Flip it. Flip it. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to ride with the Deeks, yeah. I think, until one of them wins. The Deeks! Very nice. Um, scary. By the way, Memphis is the has to be the swamp ass capital of the world. Obviously, shout oh, out Robert Carragher back in the day. Most <laughs> yeah. twenty ten, brutal. Just a historic <laughs> collapse with the swamp. Historic swamp ass. All, Speaking of all going uh, on quadruple there. bogeys, yeah. that was to yeah. end it. Yeah, I think it was a triple. My, a triple. Yeah. Oh, it's a par five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe it was an eight, but it was a, a triple, yeah. and he had a three, and then he lost in a playoff. <laughs> he's still to, rocking the, Westwood. the baby putter uh, back yeah. then, too. He might have been. I, I forgot. But it was. Four yeah, that was wild, the baby putter. That's true. Uh, yeah. All right. So, Steve, what about you? Any, any uh, deeper picks here? Uh, well, I feel like some yeah. Jay at 35. Right. I mean, he. Played so well last week, and I'm surprised they're hanging at 35. That's just how good this field is. So yeah. um, I'm definitely going to bet that. I mean, this middle range is great. Max Homa at 50. He's been playing some great golf. Um, yeah, CP makes a good point with the two youngins. I could see, like, one of them getting one of these events. But, um, yeah, I mean, in such a deep field like this, you know, and at the top especially, you know, I think – you got to side with these like really, um, you know, yeah. really good players, but you know, so I wouldn't go much lower than like a 65 to one. Um, yeah. So, you know, Sung Jay for me, maybe CP's talking me into Willie Z. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun event because like there's value yeah. on like a Morikawa at 30 to one. Yeah. I would keep it. So. He's, he's right. Keep it to the elites. I don't, I can't remember a, you know, wow. a guy outside of like the Ooh, top seventy in the standings winning one of these events. Horschel, I think, was 69th coming into the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, no love for yeah. Heath Slocum at so the 09. Besides Heath Slocum, I don't I don't That's think right. it. I mean, I don't know where Chris Kirk was yeah. at when, when he had yeah. a nice little run, but for the most part it's kind of uh tippy top of the odds board here for these next three weeks. Obviously we record. Yeah. Greg can can you clip the part where CP said, I think he's right? Because I just want to have that. Well, hey, new it's a new era now. Goal. It's a new era with the loop. That's true. It's, it's, vibes are back. Vibes are back, maybe? I mean, this is, wow. it could be historic. Um, I'm glad you brought up Sung Jae Im. 
because I'm seeing him at 35 to one, right with Hideki Matsuyama, 35 to one. And Hideki, when people, you know, when these guys who are leaving PGA Tour or whatever, not that any of these guys are, but they, you know, they're complaining about stuff and not making enough money or whatever. Hideki Matsuyama, basically, he didn't just have to show up. He would have had to have a decent week, but he would have finished 10th in the, uh, the whatever, the Wyndham standings all year and made a million bucks. He didn't show up and he let Sung Im go and he finished T2 after a T2 last week and he leapfrogged him. And so he took the million dollars and Hideki got nothing. So basically though, he just passed up on a million dollars. So that's how well, much I'm in guys make. Do that, right now. that rumored uh, live contract is yeah, like, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that, I would uh, I wouldn't pass up I wouldn't yeah. pass up fifty bucks right now if someone wanted to give it to me. Yes, <laughs> dude, I'm so ice cold. I wouldn't pass up anything. I am getting killed right now. Uh, uh, but anyway, hopefully we turn it around. Um, good first the loop episode. I think guys, a lot of fun. Wait, one more, oh, one more up? segment. Jump in there. Yeah. Uh, about the CP wedding ring watch. Do we, do we... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Anything? Nothing. Oil changes. Oil changes <laughs> next Nothing. on the agenda. We'll start there. <laughs> Oil change. Dude, that's like 35 yeah, I, I feel like every time I go, I get there and they're no, like, oh, we rotated now. your tires. We did this. Yeah. I'm not going to make it 100 bucks now or something. They, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wiper fluid, wiper fluid, air like, conditioning. Yeah, I guess I did, but all right. uh, anyway, all right. Uh, I think we got to go. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks again to CC Sabathia. Thanks to everybody for listening. Please check us out at the Loop. Uh, review us. Subscribe. We got you know we're trying to get a new thing going here, so we appreciate any help we can get. Thanks as always to our producer Greg Gottfried. Check back next week. We'll see if CP has a wedding ring. We'll see if I can uh, hit a bet. Uh, well, we'll see. A lot of things. See ya. Good time, guys. I got the house cleaner yelling at me. I got, I, 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 it's I got all it. happening at my house. It's crazy. <laughs>